Hey everyone, welcome to the next episode of the Life Isn't Linear podcast. Life isn't linear and neither is the journey, but the goal is to keep making progress. This is Josh. This is an episode that I didn't plan on doing. Probably sounds a lot like my other ones, but it just so happens that sometimes the universe puts things into motion that you just can't ignore. So a handful of episodes back, I did one about empowering your kids. And as I stated then, it came from a conversation I had with my son. In that episode, I put an emphasis on the following, quote, almost every parent has said, you can come to me for anything, but do we demonstrate that by our reception when they do? Do we show compassion when we should? Are we being critical when we should listen? Our children are watching every move we make. They are sponges and they soak up everything that we demonstrate. They model us. If all we show them is that we say one thing, but do another, they won't come to us when they need us most. There will be at some point they will need us. And if they are fearful of you and your response, they will choose the path of least resistance. It's human nature, especially with young humans. The worst thing is to send them into the world unprepared. They will either screw it up for themselves or possibly resent you for not preparing them. And it just so happens as I published that episode, this almost exact same situation came to be in my house. It was funny. And I thought, how life will test you when you least suspect it. Parents, smartphones are a technology that might be or are too much for kids, especially kids whose minds are developing. Within about a week of my last episode of publishing The Empowering Kids, my son demonstrated to my wife and I how far he has to go with understanding the responsibility he carries via his smartphone and that his actions have ramifications. We have always stressed to our kids, it's about trust. It is difficult to build and very easy to break. We have always let them know that we have to be able to trust them. In return, we will allow them the freedoms to have phones, hang out with friends, and go places, etc. Well, our son made a doozy of a mistake. He was hanging out with his buddies, and he had a lapse in judgment. We have stated that these phones allow all the information you put out there to be in the world forever, whether you delete it or not. The internet always remembers. And we have used this cautionary tale to prevent posting or texting us something regrettable. But, like I stated, our children will go into the world and they will forget everything you've ever taught them. And this is one of those instances. Well, he was hanging out with his buddies. And let's be honest, kids are knuckleheads when they get together. And it's not a bad thing. And it can lead to important life lessons. And during this time, he was using his phone to text some messages to another child that were, let's say, less than friendly. What he sent was wrong, and it just so happened that night we allowed him to stay at a friend's house for a sleepover, and this was being the last night before the end of the year for school. Well, a few hours after he left, we received a screenshot from a mother expressing her concern with the message that our son had sent. What we read was disappointing. Immediately, I called his cell phone to ask him if there's something he has to tell us. He seemed utterly clueless. But then I pressed him again more sternly, and there was silence at the other end of the phone. He knew exactly why we were calling. He then realized we knew what he sent. I instructed him that I would be coming to get him immediately. He tried to convince me otherwise, but he quickly realized his sleepover was coming to an end. As I left to go pick him up, I felt a surge of anger and frustration towards the situation. And let me state, he really is a great kid. He just happened to mess up. And for a brief moment, my mind went into wanting to be harsh, critical, 
and angry at his actions. As I pulled out of my neighborhood, I caught myself. I caught myself thinking of my grandfather that I described in another episode. How would I have turned out if he was harsh and critical toward me when I screwed up? Caused me to pause and think of my response when I would meet up with him shortly later. That five minutes was beyond a blessing. It really was a gift from God. It allowed me to process the situation and think of what I could project towards him when I picked him up. It allowed me to devise a strategy. It also allowed me to think of the other outcomes. Could the other parents be there? Could it be confrontational? I was prepared for almost any outcome. Even as I put this episode together, I am so grateful that I had that time. When I did arrive at his friend's house, the mood was very somber. He immediately met me at the front door, and he was very quiet. I instructed him that we are leaving, and he asked if he could please sit in the back seat, to which I said no. I then, I then heard his pleas that could he please sit in the back seat. And I stated, I know why you want to sit back there, but you're going to be sitting next to me. And as I backed out of the driveway, I told him that you have two options here. To tell us the full truth and not to sugarcoat anything, to do the right thing, the hard thing, or you can lie about it and your life will never be the same. I told him that he has a real opportunity to grow here. And if he has the courage to take it, he will. I also told him that he knew what the right thing to do was. And as he tried to interrupt me, I told him to say nothing and to think about what you're going to tell your mom and I when you get home. On the drive back, which typically takes about three to five minutes, I decided to take the long way. I hit every stoplight and made no right on red turns. It took the car ride forever. The silence was just eating at him. As we pulled into the garage, I asked him if he knew what he was going to say, and he said he did. I also told him I knew he was scared, and he acknowledged that. And I told him it's okay to be scared, that we all get this way. But it's what we do with that fear that defines who we are. We can face everything and rise to the occasion and be better, or we can forget everything and run away from the challenge and be a lesser person. The choice was his to make. As he sat down, I told him, tell both of us what he sent. And it was obvious he was ashamed of those words. And the gravity of it all started to sink in. We had the screenshot so we knew exactly what he sent. He didn't want to say it because he knew it wasn't nice or appropriate. I then read verbatim what he sent. He then proceeded to show genuine shame and emotion. And it was quite clear he regretted what he sent. We then proceeded to get the full story, his truth. And it was clear it was a case of boys goofing around, trying to express their frustration at another kid. They just went about it all wrong. My wife and I listened to his side of the story and heard what he had to say. He spoke. We listened. We then provided guidance about how to handle these situations in the future and how to learn from it. We communicated with him openly that none of us are blameless in life, but we do have to learn from our mistakes, and we do have to make the situation right. We instructed him that apologizing to the child in person the next day was the correct way and to be sincere about it when you do. And it will be hard. It might even be difficult, but you will be glad you did. That taking responsibility for your actions is the key to growing up. You've got to own your shit. After our conversation, we let him know what will be happening going forward. And there will be punishment for this. But we absolutely let him know that we loved, supported, and we are always here for him. I'm proud to say our wife and I never yelled, and above all, we stayed calm. 
We even touched on times where we had messed up because I had a similar story I was going to share with him later that was almost the exact same situation. So we sent him to bed so he could think about it. The next morning, I dropped him off at school. He was quiet, but he stated he knew what he had to do and that he would apologize. You could tell he was carrying a lot of weight that morning. And as my day started, I thought a lot about him and how the minutes can seem like hours when you have to make amends. It's humbling and hard. So I then sent him a text, quote, you're a good kid. Mom and I both know that. I'm thinking about you today. Head up. I didn't know if that would help, but I knew it couldn't hurt. And then I did pick him up from school that day. And when I did, he was all smiles and full of energy. Although he knew he still had to endure the rest of his punishment, he did apologize. He said that he told the kid he was sorry for what he had texted. And in return, the kid apologized to him for some of his behavior. Before all this, we explain the apology is to make amends, but it doesn't mean you have to be friends or that they should even accept your apology or anything else. What was amazing, though, was to see his attitude was completely different. He felt and seemed relieved and ready to be moving forward in life. He seemed very empowered. Although humbling for him, you could see the resilience that came of it. It's hard being a kid today. These little black boxes called smartphones give access to so much that these kids are not ready for. They have access to information both good and bad, access to friends 24-7, and access to good and bad choices. It's apparent that these kids were all a bunch of telephone tough guys, using big words they really weren't ready to use, nor did they truly understand the implications of using them. I mean, we're all guilty of it. And we stated to him that. But when the rent came due, he wasn't ready to pay. I told my wife, if this is the worst it gets, we will be very lucky. I hope it is, but I'm quite sure it won't be. The whole situation reiterated something I learned years ago coaching baseball. That kids are much harder on themselves than we can be. Instinctively, we think compounding being critical will somehow teach them an additional lesson or that more is better. That our response must be equal or outweigh the gravity of their actions like it will instill an understanding in them. I don't think it will, and I've never seen a situation where it does. Kids need to know you expect more of them, and that disappointment has happened. But that disappointment is a singular moment. It's not all-encompassing. If it were, then there's no hope for anyone. We need to give them the permission to fail and to disappoint. I feel there's an enormous burden placed on a child when you make them feel that there is no room for error or disappointment as they grow up. I know as parents, our intentions are to keep them away from making those big mistakes, but that burden almost guarantees it will happen. And when it does, it can challenge their character and make them feel terrible about themselves. Our words and actions shape them. Compassion needs to be in the mix. It needs to be part of the conversation. But ultimately, they need to know that you love them and that you will be there to support them through this time they perceive to be difficult. Perception is reality. We can't invalidate how they are feeling. We need to reaffirm our absolute commitment to them, and I can't see a better way to do it. I do not doubt that we won't have other events in the future. That's just to be expected. It's kids. Again, it's up to us parents to be along for the ride, to encourage, support, discipline, and ultimately help them develop their morals as they navigate life. Our goal is to make sure that they become the best versions of themselves and to be empowered as they go through this life.
Again, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please give it a like button and rate it five stars. It does help the channel. And subscribe so you can get the latest updates on new episodes. And always feel free to email me at lifeisn'tlinearpodcast at gmail.com if there's something you have to say or feedback you want to give. It's always welcomed and read. And as always, be respectful, make good decisions, and give your kids a little bit of a break.